0: Welcome back, everybody. This is Ends With Z, and this is our first podcast of 2022. Hello, Cecile. How are you?
1: I am well, doing well, I think. And we are in our new studio. That's right. uh, Which we have called Bungalow Number One. Mm -hmm. And... I'm so excited to be here and uh, hopefully we'll be able to get through one podcast without having all the little critters that live outside the studio, the crows and the squirrels and everybody else want to chime in.
0: That's right. Well, you know, um, we were literally working on this till yesterday, finalizing uh, this studio in here and we think it sounds great. We hope our listeners uh, love it as well. And we have a lot of great topics we're going to be covering uh, Mm -hmm. this year uh, because there's lots to talk about and we took a little bit of a winter break. And yes, we thought about what we want to talk about. And, um,
1: and I think we also, yeah, I think we also needed a, our own mental break. I like the rest of Mm -hmm. the planet, especially, uh, Americans. We have gone through so much. We have lived through so much. Of course, COVID is still present in in almost every sentence we utter. It's part of our day lives. And it's interesting to see that, um, shifted from where we started in 2020, when we started this podcast, why we started this podcast. Um, the people's mindset was one, and mm-hmm. now it's, it's shifting. Uh, people are just tired. People want something different. People want to change. Mm-hmm. So and we had we're to think about all that. And we're just coming out of
0: that uh, winter surge, which was so strong and mm-hmm. so um, you know volatile for a lot of people. The Omicron variant of, of coronavirus really took a lot of people by surprise. I was in Florida for the holidays with my family, and it seems like um, everyone that uh, who my mother knew um, – was coming down with with coronavirus, so mm-hmm. and then when I came back uh, to Los Angeles, my coworkers, I mean, people were dropping like flies, just getting coronavirus. So uh, it was very scary, and um, hopefully we're on the other end of things, but still, coronavirus is not going to be in our uh, rearview mirror for a, a long time.
1: Right? No, and I think that one of the one of the things that was really mm-hmm. um, uh, helped me deal with the fear of the surge was that it is beginning to uh, act like viruses act, where right. they become less deadly and m- much more contagious because mm-hmm. it's the nature of a virus to survive. So yes, it's more contagious. The the symptoms seem to be a lot less. People, More people are walking around that are positive that don't even know because they're asymptomatic, and less people are hospitalized. So that gave me a bit of a, a confidence and gave me the, the calmness to go back to Arizona to my house. I was back home. And the interesting thing that we saw in our own family was that Where the year before was very few of us. This year, everybody Mm -hmm. was there. And let me tell you, everybody was, we're a very close-knit family. We're very Mm -hmm. happy. We love to make each other laugh. But we were just joyous is the only word that comes to mouth. Mm -hmm. Everybody was just happy to see each other. We were constantly hugging each other. Thank God everybody is okay. So I think that that's part of where um, people's mindset is. We want to go back to being happy. We want to find Are you happy. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, for the first time uh, last year, I spent uh, Christmas and New Year's both um, at home with my family. I would usually come back to spend uh, New Year's uh, with my friends, and for some reason, I felt I should stay there a little longer and and spend time with my aunt. How was that? Pardon? How was that? Um, You know, it was, uh, to be honest, it was stressful. I've I've talked to you about it. You know, I I came home to, to, my mom is very, um, as you know, my dad passed away in 2019. We've talked about that, and uh, she is very social person and when I got to to my childhood home at, it wasn't you know uh, in the condition that I'm used to seeing it mm-hmm. um it was a little dusty things were kind of like just not being paid attention to it wasn't dirty it's not you know she's she's a clean lady but there were just things that were being left to the side and that uh, took me by not only by surprise but I was mad, I was embarrassed, I was. I just didn't know what to think. I wanted to just turn around and come back to Los Angeles, but instead what I did was the next day I told her we're gonna clean the house from top mm. to bottom, and, and we did. I spent four days um, vacuuming and cleaning. I went outside to the front yard, the backyard trimming trees, and I just wanted her to see and kept reminding her, because I feel that she's still in in dealing with grief of losing mm-hmm. my father, is to, to look. look, look how nice it looks, look how good it smells. We I turned candles on every day because I just wanted to reset my my memory point of when mm-hmm. I first walked into the house in December. So I dealt with a few things, a lot of things that, you know, I never thought I'd have to deal with, but but I, I think I did a pretty good job and she was very happy that I helped her clean the house. And I spoke with her a couple of days ago and I said, please don't let, <laughs> you know, the house uh, go backwards, you know, just grab that little, I, I, Showed her about the, the Swiffer, yeah, yeah. Swiffer dusters and yeah. how they work. And I go, they're very easy to use because you know she's older, but she's, she still has strength. Yeah, but I yeah. just wanted to show her, this is really easy. You don't have to pull a vacuum out to do this. It's so, so
1: funny how sometimes as we age, we, we become the parent in that situation. Yeah. But maybe it's just the, the fact of how she's dealing, like you said, with her grief. Yeah. She doesn't want to stay in a home that reminds her of the life she doesn't have anymore yeah. and wants to yeah. go outside and, and distract herself with something right. different. And I think she still I'll,
0: won't sleep in, in the same bedroom yeah. that she shared Sad. with my father. She'll sleep on a recliner in the family room or on the sectional couch in the family room. Aww. And even after I clean the room and I moved things around and I tried to make it look a little different, she just has no desire to to do that. So and I have to respect that.
1: We do. Um, and and, you know. and that talks about change and how hard change is and, some, mm-hmm. and something at some point will will trigger her to to embrace what she needs to embrace right. now in her life and i think all of us have gone through our version of that uh yeah. with all the loss and all the change and and we certainly see it in in the labor force we certainly see it in what we have previously covered um about mm-hmm. people and work and how they think about work and how they think about their professional absolutely. life absolutely uh everyone's absolutely. calling it the great resignation
0: mm-hmm. or the great reshuffle i've heard that too. yeah
1: yeah mm-hmm. uh, and it's and it is something that's here to stay it is Part of the work that we do with you as executive search the professional work that mm-hmm. that i do but we're seeing it in every profession there's not one single industry that is immune mm-hmm. to this contagion of people mm-hmm. following the example of the person to the right and to their left in their office that they quit they left so why am i still here mm-hmm. and it's having a huge impact uh in the country very yep. much so
0: we talked about it actually uh, last year um It was our podcast number 29, Mm -hmm. uh, Power Shift Employees in Charge. It was July 21st of last year, to be exact. And here we are many months later still talking about it. You were talking back then about how many people had walked away voluntarily from their jobs. And then just this past November, 4.5 million more people uh, walked away from their jobs voluntarily, that's just yeah. a few months ago.
1: Correct, and back then in July, if I remember correctly, I think it was a little more than two million people had resigned, and that sent shockwaves across the country because that was such a significant number, and in November, that's about 1.4% of the population of the United States in one day, just or in one month, just said, that's it. And I think I'd love to unpack that because mm-hmm. as I think about that, I think, is it that people are just doing what everybody else is doing, or what is it, what is it saying? What is it an indication of? And I think from, from the way I see it, I think it's an indication of all of us saying, what's really important in our life? After all mm-hmm. that we've been through, after all this loss, all the restrictions, all that you can't do, you have to do this, you have to change your life. There are children that lived most most of their their life awareness, little babies, mm-hmm. always wearing a mask. They don't know what oh, life yeah. going outside is without wearing mm-hmm. a mask. I think all of us have, have taken stock of our life and how we want to live our life. And I think that really is what quitting your job is about. It's not just so much, I don't like it Mm -hmm. here. The culture's not right, or I want to do something different. I think it's, what am I doing? Does this make me happy? Can I be happier doing something else? Or should I be focusing something? Should I be focusing on something different in my life than what I'm doing now?
0: Right. And that exact um, concept is being studied by psychologists. They say that um, you know quitting is contagious, and you you just ask yourself, is there something I'm missing? What am I not mm-hmm. seeing? I mean, um, I've seen it in my business. People who just after a 30-year uh, career just do a, an incredible pivot to do something different, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I hear the the chatter amongst uh, the, the folks that are left behind it's like you know what's going on here um can i jump in on that train should i start looking should i not start looking yeah. Yeah. it happens
1: and and if you think about it in our generation juan i i know it for a fact in our generation mm-hmm. if you quit and you didn't have another job it was almost scandalous yeah. people would think how could you do that yeah. they almost um, there was actually shame associated um, with quitting your job without mm-hmm. another job. You were seen as someone less capable. You were seen as someone that A didn't quitter, have, yeah, right? you didn't have the stones to, to hang in there and, mm-hmm. and, and do what is asked of you. A lot of people also didn't quit because they felt they had no other options. Mm-hmm. They had to take care of their families right. They have financial responsibilities. But the fact that you know, millions and millions and millions of people now, if you just add the numbers from July to August Mm -hmm. to now, Mm -hmm. you're encroaching on 10 million people Mm -hmm. have quit their jobs. Now, that doesn't mean, somebody asked me, well, Cecile, does that mean that they quit their jobs and they're just now sitting at home doing what? I don't know. No, that's not the case. For the most part, those people have quit their jobs and moved into other careers, other professions, other jobs, maybe in the same industry, Mm -hmm. that they find infinitely more satisfying, many times that pay them better, that align more with the way they want to live, but they just, the bottom line is they feel happier in the work that they're doing than the Mm -hmm. work that they were doing before. So what is what does this say as a wake-up call? If we say 30, 40 years ago, we couldn't even think about quitting our job without another job because mm-hmm. there was a lot of negative social stigma associated today to it. Mm-hmm. Today, if you quit your job, you're in great company. Oh yeah. You're seen as brave and courageous. You're seen as almost it's your duty to to go out there and seek what you really want to do and what you want to do passionately. Yeah. And you end up in a better job better pay, better benefits, or aligning with what you want. That is a massive Mm -hmm. shift of power and of perception and hopefully of productivity both for a company from happy employees and from an individual having a much more productive, happy life. I think it's a Mm -hmm. great thing.
0: And I think though, on on the other hand, that's where where fear comes in. Because Mm -hmm. if you are gainfully employed and you're making a decent salary and you're supporting your family your dream of being maybe a painter or a professional cyclist or something that feeds your soul Mm -hmm. may not be bringing in that type of cash. So do you make that leap? I mean, that's kind of like how I feel sometimes is like, I think about it and like, wow, you know, even when I'm watching other people do it, I say, wow, that is very brave because I feel like I'm like a, a locomotion, you, right? A locomotor. Yeah. Uh, well, that's just moving forward and continuing. And I just don't want to stop. I just, I feel like if I, you know, well, that says a lot that's, about that's who me. you,
1: that says a lot about who you are as a person, because I yeah. know you Juan, I'm going to say that you are, and I am very much that way too. It's, mm-hmm. it's part of the, how I grew up. I grew up in a, in a very, very, very modest home. Part of our responsibility yeah, was too. to help mm-hmm. take care of the family. And so, um, People would say that I have a fear-based relationship to money, meaning I'm always in fear of not having it to take mm-hmm. care of myself, and I'm okay with that. But um, And so because of that, we're planners, and we're perhaps a lot more conservative. Yet I say that, and I started my own firm in my 20s. So right. that certainly was, was but brave.
0: But does bring a lot of... Yes, you know, there's less fear when you're young. well, right?
1: when you're, you know, in your early 20s and you can fill the contents of your house in the back of your car. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's one thing versus now trying to do those things is mm-hmm. a completely different other. But to your point as to the way you perceive the world. The interesting thing is, people resigning. It's not just the millennial generation or the Z generation; mm-hmm. those who are already in in the workforce. It's our generation too, mm-hmm. Juan. It's it's this is what's so monumental. It's it's a tectonic shift. It's really upending the way we perceive how as employers, how we attract uh, talent, how we retain talent, the assumptions that we make once we hire people, we are, they're good, we've got a stable uh, employment force or employee mm-hmm. force, we're good. They have to change their game. They have to rethink how they're engaging people, how they're really rewarding people for the right things, the way people wanna be rewarded. And, and on the flip side of that, uh, the talent pool or employees do have an ability to think reasonably about what they want out of an employer, what aligns with their personal interests, their personal Mm -hmm. values, and the work that they do so they can craft a better, happier life. And if we are able to do that reasonably from both ends, the inevitable goodness comes from that. Great productivity, happy people, Mm -hmm. happy productive people, people that are, are... better contributors overall both on a personal basis and a professional basis
0: going back to our our prior podcast uh, number 29 that we had just mentioned um employees in control something i did notice over the break is that uh, several of the uh, restaurants that we went to to Mm -hmm. to visit would have a sign by the register saying you know please um be patient with us we're you know understaffed Mm -hmm. we're doing Mm -hmm. the best we can to take care of you and there's help wanted signs almost everywhere Everywhere. and even even uh, in the the service industry um, these employees really can pick and choose where they want to work if they want to work and we're seeing that a lot of them
1: absolutely um,
0: are are not coming in for what employers currently want to pay so they they are holding out maybe for something more
1: absolutely and and the the hospitality industry and the restaurant industry Mm -hmm. was really heavily hit because those folks a lot of them, as, well, here in Los Angeles, many of them had a secondary career or aspira- mm-hmm. aspirations to a secondary right. career. They wanted to be actors, writers, directors. Um, and so they worked in, in the, the food industry. They worked in the restaurant industry or they were bartenders, which is a really tiring, um, demanding uh, profession mm-hmm. uh, that doesn't necessarily pay a lot, but it gives them the flexibility mm-hmm. of their schedules. Well, working remotely... Being able to choose your hours and when you work allowed that talent to say, well, maybe I don't have to work in a restaurant. Maybe I don't have to be on my feet all day and deal with challenging people. Mm-hmm. They could do different things. And so it has now created opportunities for people to really curate, to really design the way they want to live their life, when they want to work, how mm-hmm. they want to work, and be able to to lead the kind of life that they want to lead. Um, which is great, but it's going to, again, demand that certain industries rethink, again, how they hire people and how they keep people happily engaged and, and contributing to their to their companies. It is, it is something that we're still defining, that we're still mm-hmm. trying to figure out as employers. Um, and it may seem, rightfully so, that employees right now do have the upper hand. Talent mm-hmm. does have the upper hand to pick and choose where they go.
0: Speaking of which, there was something that came out recently. It was a uh, a new one poll survey, mm-hmm. and I shared this with you. That said, nearly six in ten workers have already drafted their resignation letter, mm-hmm. so they wow. have it there on hold. Uh, they're apparently waiting. They're waiting for the right offer. Another third of respondents to that same survey said they quit their jobs within the past two years, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. The pandemic has been with us, um, at least that amount of time. And more than half of them said it was the best decision they've made in their lives. And the top incentives to quit were better pay, better work-life balance, and better work conditions. Everything mm-hmm. that uh, you're talking about. But if you do make it to this point, uh, Cecile, my question is, and, and I often wonder, again, because I'm on the other side <laughs> of that coin that we're talking about, before you do, what what are the certain things you need to look into before making that leap?
1: Well, there are a series of things that we recommend you mm-hmm. think about. Okay. And that you, as always, to create a plan versus just... Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you see in the movies, they say, I quit and storm out of the building. Um, and so if you think about it in, in two categories, you think mm-hmm. about it from um, from um, your your mental state, your your emotional, your um, decisions as to what's going to make you happy. Mm-hmm. And then also think about it from a financial perspective. So the first, really stop and, and think, what do you love to do? What's the work that really rewards you, that you feel... Satisfied that you feel good about the work that you do. We mm-hmm. say that you give energy where you draw energy. When you mm-hmm. think about the course of your day, mm-hmm. what are you the most proud that you do? What it? What is it the one that challenges you intellectually or physically, depending on your work, or that just simply makes you happy? You think, I really enjoy doing X.
0: So that basically means looking deep inside yourself and, mm-hmm. and trying to figure out what other skills do I have, right? What else can I do or how can I take what I already know and, yes. and make it work in other fields. Right.
1: Yep. That's right. And you can also take this time. It's a great opportunity mm-hmm. for you to stop and and find what I call a baseline. What is my baseline of skills? What are the, mm-hmm. the tools that I have in my toolkit of, of skills? What have I learned so far? What am I really great at? And then, think about what else can you learn, how can you improve your skills, especially if you want to redirect your career into something different, or if you want to just become a freelancer, if you want to become a freelance social media uh, consultant, or you want to be a professional life coach. There are so many online courses. There are so many online skills that you can uh, learn that are free that will make you just a much more competitive, not only employee, but it can also help Mm -hmm. increase the compensation that you can ask for now because you have these additional skills. And some of this you can do while you're still working. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a great opportunity for you to think about Challenging yourself and, and improving what you already know so that you can be even a much more um, valuable employee yeah. and yeah. can get yeah, an even better job.
0: That makes sense. My sister's boyfriend, for example, when I was home for Christmas, um, he was doing an online course on mm-hmm. cybersecurity, which is a very oh, hot wow. yes,
1: of course. Um, important career. Yeah.
0: And if you look at his background, he was in military service, mm-hmm. and after the military service, he was a police officer for mm-hmm. a short time, which those skills could mm-hmm. hopefully transfer into this new um, cybersecurity uh, type of uh, program that he's is working on, skills that he already has, right?
1: That's a really perfect example, Juan, because what a lot of employers, what a lot of companies are doing now, because there is such a shortage for talent, and mm-hmm. talent, it's not leaving the market, it's just leaving your job. It's moving to other industries. It's not mm-hmm. staying in many times in their own industry. They're becoming independent uh, contractors. What a lot of companies are doing now is they're looking at, at the, the 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 resumes in front of them or the people in front of them. And they're saying, who has transferable skills that I can bring into my company? And for people that don't have direct transferable skills, meaning you're, the person in front of them is not doing exactly what you need them to do because they were doing that for a competitor, but they have similar type of skills that you can use. They'll look at somebody like that and they'll say, okay, great, I can improve on that. We can train on what they already know and they will be able to to be impactful in our company a lot faster mm-hmm. because we're starting with a certain level of skills. So first understanding that you have transferable skills like your, right. your sister's boyfriend did, mm-hmm. Military, police, to now cyber—you yeah. can see that that logical line drawn through. And I'm sure it's still interesting to him because it's still kind of in the same industry. Right.
0: And for our listeners, I, I I would now then recommend for them to to not be scared and apply for the jobs where maybe they don't think their skills can be so easily plugged in because it sounds like maybe employers are being a little more lenient. They're being a they little have more to be. free when it comes to selecting. Candidates, I mean, I've always said I'm very trainable. Correct. You know, the different jobs I've had over my career have always come with a week or two of training, watch and and repeat uh, what you see happening in front of you until you you master a skill. So that's actually great.
1: Juan, that's really important advice Mm -hmm. and really great advice. Showing that you are very trainable to a prospective employer Mm -hmm. is really important as an employee. And the way you show that is by... Uh, demonstrating and talking about the things that you learn how quickly you learn things how much you love to learn and how you take it upon yourself to take on new tasks challenge yourself even in your personal life and looking at improving your skills on your own on your own time is a wonderful way it's a real tangible way that an employer can put their arms around to say yeah this person is someone that I can teach anything to and that makes a very valuable employee not only now, but those are the skills that we look for in the future, why? Mm -hmm. Because business changes at a moment's notice. Technology is constantly changing. So when you have uh, an employee that loves to learn and loves to continuously challenge yourself, that's someone that you're never going to outgrow. That's someone that you keep on your team because you know that no matter what you throw at that person, that person will rise to the occasion. I was asked to uh, participate in an article that Reuters did, and it's actually on LinkedIn, and we'll we'll put it up on in the notes for the show notes for the podcast. Because I was asked to to give advice on how people should look at um, applying for a job, especially one where they didn't think that they had all the qualifications. So, point number one is you will you will never have, or you should never have, all the points that they ask for in a position that you think I have all of that. Because number one, how are you gonna challenge yourself? What are you gonna do to learn and grow? And it's not realistically possible to have every single piece that they're looking for, but when you look at that and there's things in there that you believe you can do and or have done, you should apply. Don't stop yourself because you don't have all 20 requirements or all 50 requirements. If you have the core basis of the skill, if you have the drive and the will, you should apply because people make connection with individuals who have the confidence and the drive mm-hmm. more so than they those who can give you a hundred examples of having done exactly what you need them to do, and especially now.
0: And sometimes um, it has nothing to do with those skills. I've seen it In my business where somebody comes in and after just a short conversation with them, I'm like, wow, this guy is going to make it. There's that X factor that's not on any employment list where you just feel that they've got that thing. Yes. Which I felt I had when I first got into uh, the TV news business or wherever else that I did. I just felt like I had it. And, and hopefully people were recognizing it. because,
1: <laughs> And so. you were willing to do it, yeah, right? You were sure. willing to rise to the occasion. And mm-hmm. remember who gave us the, the best advice when we asked her how she overcame everything that was thrown at her in the middle of a pandemic? That was Nurse Mary. Mm-hmm. Nurse Mary said to us when she walked into the emergency room mm-hmm. and because she was at the hospital with the worst cases in New York mm-hmm. uh, with COVID in 2020, how she handled that chaos, that fear chaos. And she said that, remember, she said that her mindset was, yes, whatever comes at me, mm-hmm. yes, I can do it. And but, I and I think that's what we're yeah. saying here as well.
0: And let's not forget, uh, we spoke with Mary in September of 2020. This was so wow. early on in the pandemic. Everything was still such a mystery when it came to the pandemic. If you would like to revisit Nurse Mary's story, um, that was our podcast number 15. The Power of Yes, Adaptability and Compassion in Action, Nurse Mary's story. We welcome all our listeners to go back and listen because it really is a snapshot in time of what things were like very early on in the pandemic.
1: She really showed us the power Uh of adaptability Mm -hmm. when you're gonna walk into something that you've never done before. I also want to mention that there are other things that you need to consider if you're considering quitting your job or changing your career completely, and that's financial considerations. You really want to set yourself up to be successful at find your next great and Mm -hmm. do it in a way where you're not putting any more unnecessary stress on yourself or or your family or what your financial obligations are and that's by creating a plan a roadmap and it first starts with making sure that you've saved up enough money to be able to take the time give yourself the the creative space and the freedom to really think mm-hmm. about all the things that we talked about that are part of your mental space of what do I want to do what do I really love to do in order f- to have the freedom and the end the, the gift of that have a financial plan where you start saving money, minimum is three months, six months is ideal, but best would be 12 months, which we know is difficult. Mm -hmm. It's difficult for a lot of people to do. So three to six months are are the minimums. And then when you do resign, if you do not have already a a new job uh, lined up, you have the time to think about it, to plan, to, Talk to people in the field if you're moving into a different career or a different industry. If you want to start your own business or if you want to start your own consultancy, you have the time to really plan and start sowing the seeds that are going to turn into successful business without the pressure of how do I support myself and my family.
0: Mm-hmm. Another consideration that I kept reading about over and over again, a SEAL was health insurance. You know, if you don't yes. have a, a partner or spouse where you can Uh, tag on to their health insurance if you decide on leaving. Of course, there's COBRA, which apparently is very expensive. Mm -hmm. You might have to pay your premiums fully out of pocket. And then there's the Affordable Care Act as well as a a possibility. But I know a, a lot of times for a lot of people, especially as we get older and your health is not what it used to be, Health insurance kind of keeps you anchored to a Correct. to a job. Yeah,
1: and and that is part of creating a financial plan. Financial right. plan is how do you take care of your whole self? Mm-hmm. It's not just the mortgage or the rent and the car insurance mm-hmm. and food on the table and the utilities. It is also the unexpected, mm-hmm. and health insurance is a very important piece of that. And when you think about health insurance, it's not just paying for the premium in case something happens, mm-hmm. but if you are on medication, stop and think about how do I pay for that? What That's right. happens? if I no longer have my health insurance. Uh, Really thinking about it, doing your research, finding out what is the best path forward and what that's going to cost you. All of those things are incredibly important for you to, again, create a plan, be knowledgeable about what you are going to do, so you can put all your energy, give yourself the Mm -hmm. gift of that energy into what do you want your life to look like. Yeah,
0: I actually did that even though I'm not looking for a job. Um, I did that a couple of years ago where I sat down And I opened up a spreadsheet, and I just wrote down everything that's a recurring expense, Mm -hmm. mortgage, car payment, insurance, um, whatnot. And I wanted to total it out to see what exactly I'm spending monthly, you know, outside of food and beverage, Mm -hmm. outside of of going to the movies Mm -hmm. and and things like that. And it was just for my own peace of mind Mm -hmm. to see where I was at and then I saw that I had a little more wiggle room that I was able to transfer a little bit more into savings mm-hmm. um, every month, which which helped me um, do that. So even if you're not looking for a job, I think it's it's wise to look at because I have friends of mine that have Netflix and Hulu and have, um, you know, Postmates and they have Uber Eats and they have all these mm-hmm. different memberships and subscriptions and gym mm-hmm. memberships. And, and they realize they're spending so much money uh, that they don't even realize. And it's. Four, five, six, ten dollars at a time—it yeah. can really add up.
1: That's that's an exercise all of us mm-hmm. should do on a on a, at least on a yearly basis. Yeah. And I was reading also that one of one phenomena that came out of living through a pandemic is mm-hmm. a lot of us because we were for the most part, you know, stuck at home mm-hmm. for months and months and months. People signed up for all kinds of things and and yoga classes and this and that online. And we hit the button that, or maybe we didn't even see the button Mm -hmm. that says that we will have automatic renewal subscription, recurring subscription. Mm -hmm. And so now the fact that there's now an app that you can download that will look at all the things that you're paying for that you may not remember Mm -hmm. tells you that there's a lot of us paying for things that we don't even remember right. that we're paying for. And that's that's a really great piece of advice that we should do anyhow, but it's especially yeah. necessary if we're going to put ourselves in a in a space where we're not going to be drawing revenue. The other thing that I yeah. think is is important for us to evaluate as we're thinking about changing our careers or changing our work or quitting our jobs is also to think about how working remotely has felt for you. I personally believe that there's gonna be a shift. Right now, everyone seems to be very happy working remotely. I think mm-hmm. that there's going to be a shift to that because we need separation of work and and, and personal life. But thinking about what that means, um, if you, is your ideal job gonna uh, cause you to have to relocate or to move even to a neighborhood that is more expensive? Mm-hmm. These are all the things that need to factor into your financial plan so that again, you. Jump into it with with eyes wide open, um, and factoring both your what you want and how you're going to get there realistically, you will be able to make a much better choice for you and your family.
0: Do you think um, a financial planner is helpful for people? Just somebody to sit down with them and kind of a, a I, neutral party to absolutely. come in and, and help you out? Because just listening to what you're saying, I, my mind is just drifting off somewhere else. It's just it's a lot to take in. It's 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 you're really coming down to those brass tacks where you're just really having to, to look at yourself. It's a lot to take in. And most
1: people don't even know how to evaluate that information. It's not nothing negative. Mm -hmm. It's just, that's not part of our daily life. We don't do financial forecasting. Most of us, Mm -hmm. uh, when you, when you say I'm going to forecast for the next six months without any revenue, but only revenue depletion. I mean, you, I, I see your eyes already going somewhere else when I say those things. And those are the things that you need to, that's the kind of really honest conversation you have to be able to have with yourself so you know what those numbers look like. And then you can put that aside so that you can focus on the fun stuff of what do I want to do?
0: So see how important having the funds is before yeah. you take that leap yeah. and join the um, the great Um, resignation or the great reshuffle you need that money in place you need some backup
1: so you can take that courageous leap Mm -hmm. out of that plane into a new horizon but knowing where your money is and how you're going to take care of yourself in the process is the parachute on your back Mm -hmm. that is going to get you there safely
0: the best news I have to say is the people that um, I have talked to who have made those shifts and those changes for the most part they're very happy you know um, usually you know like let's say in, in the acting world there's There's only one Brad Pitt for every Mm -hmm. 10,000 actors who want to break in Hollywood, right? But in in the case of of resigning and changing your job or doing something different, most people are are very content with the decision. They they are. Looking back, they're like, why didn't I do this sooner?
1: And they're living more interesting lives because they're challenging Mm -hmm. yourself. I also see that there's other impact that is happening in the professional world itself. Um, we had historically measured what changes or what drives the workforce on a global mm-hmm. basis. And back in 2017, we were saying that in five years' time, they may measure it in five years' increment, that the the, the driving force why people were going to resign for a new job was going to be location neutrality, meaning being right. able to work from wherever. Well, of course, 2022 happened in 2020. But that doesn't mean that the change happened, that's it. More changes are coming. We are having to adapt and change faster. Some of them I think are really interesting and is gonna give us better mental health and happier people, more hopefully connected people. Look at what's happening in the UK um, and in Spain. They are now moving to a four-day work week, which I think is fantastic. That'd be great. And productivity is still up. Look at what Ireland is doing. Ireland is giving 2,000 or so artists, be they dancers, poets, writers, uh, Mm -hmm. musicians, a sustainable living wage for the next two years because they were so impacted by the pandemic and the prolonged pandemic that they are honoring the value that art has in our culture mm-hmm. and what value people like that in that profession has and how long is going to take for them to get back to a place where they are financially okay i think that is commendable what ireland is doing and i i can't wait to see the result of that can you imagine being an artist and being told what you do has value it to us. what you do matters mm-hmm. and we want to help you i think that this is one of the unintended positive consequences of people coming into their own power and saying I am going to live a good happy life I am in control of my life I am going to be the steward of my story mm-hmm. and forcing the world around them to change for the better I'm really excited to and see I hope what that, happens uh,
0: it'd be great if the United States would kind of follow that lead of uh, that already Europe has that kind of one month off if they give mm-hmm. you that opportunity to walk away from your job and travel. I see it with, with people who come to, to visit here. They're they're traveling for a month, and my first reaction is, how? how, <laughs> how are you doing then? Exactly. I mean, um, early on in my career, it was almost impossible to get two weeks, two consecutive weeks off at a time because it was considered you were too go- long, too gone, yeah. long, too gone from the, uh, gone too long. <laughs> From the situation, yeah. right? So um, if You, you know, can't even we, say the words, yeah, Juan. can't even say it because um, it wasn't until recently that two weeks was, yeah, okay, you can take two weeks yeah. and, and disappear for a little bit. So, I mean, I would love to see a four-day work week. I don't think we're going to see it, but um, at least not now. Or um, some industries do have it where you just work four 10-hour days and it's still a yeah. 40-hour work week.
1: Yeah. yeah, but listen, I one thing we all should pull away from what we've just lived through is never say never. That's um. True. never say never and always say but why not and if so mm-hmm. how can we get there
0: and don't be afraid of change like every time um, a memo has gone out where uh, people are going to be doing the great return to work there's a big fanfare about it omicron showed up mm-hmm. and i'm i'm pretty sure it's going to happen again where companies are going to be rolling out that red carpet again to get employees to return and there's going to be another shift another pivot and Here we go again, right?
1: Mm -hmm. So constantly adapting, Mm -hmm. constantly pivoting, but the best way to pivot and know that the path ahead of you is the right one for you and and you're ready for it is to prepare mentally, to prepare by asking yourself, what is it that I want? What is it that I love to do? And making sure that you are right with your money so that you can take care of yourself and you can wait to seize the right opportunity for you and make the best decision.
0: I would love to hear from our listeners. That would be something fantastic. If they've done something like that, where they've walked away from a job that they've mm-hmm. had for many years, if, if they've done a, a 180 degree turn when it comes to to their careers, it'd be great if they would go to um, endswithz.com, our website, and, and write in, because we'd love to share their stories with our listeners, because it seems to be that uh, we're more in the same boat yes. um, than we are. different boats and I think um, listening and hearing other people's stories helps motivate or at least gives you pause and you know some sort of peace of mind if if you're thinking about doing the same thing. We
1: all need inspiration and who better than from each other and if you're still a little nervous about quitting and and want a little bit more information then join us next time because one of our favorite therapists John Mm Silamparis, is going to be with us to give us more insight more tools more information to really continue to to dig deep and find more resilience, find more courage, Mm -hmm. find more energy to make these life changes that we all wanna make after what we've all lived through. And that's gonna be our next podcast. I'm so excited.
0: So wherever you are on your journey to getting where you want to be, join us next time on Ends With Z. And that will bring us to the end of another episode of Ends With Z. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please share and tell your friends find out more about us at ends with for cecile muñoz and executive producer sean mo i'm juan fernandez have a good one because above all else you matter